The podcast members of the chamber is presented by Piper Foods and fueled by McCafe. If you're listening in your car, why not stop by one of Piper Foods' five McDonald's locations in Oakville or look them up on any McDelivery service. We thank Piper Foods for their generous support of our chamber and for everything they do in the community. Now let's get started. Welcome, Oakville Chamber, to Season 2 of our podcast, Members of the Chamber. Oakville Chamber members, one story at a time. Members of the Chamber is a podcast. For each episode, we sit down with one member of our Chamber community and have a conversation. A conversation about their individual entrepreneur or professional journey, their job, and how they ended up where they are today. My name is Drew Redden. I'm the President and CEO of the Oakville Chamber of Commerce. We're broadcasting from the Stable Studio co-working facility located at 320 North Service Road West in Oakville, Ontario, and this is Members of the Chamber. Today's episode of Members of the Chamber is brought to you by the Magnet Student Work Placement Program. The Magnet Student Work Placement Program brings together employers, students, and post-secondary school stakeholders to create quality work-integrated learning opportunities. Eligible employers will receive reimbursement for 75% of wages to a maximum of $7,500 for each student placement. This project is funded by the Government of Canada. To learn more, visit swpp.magnet.today. Kristen, it feels like just yesterday we were standing in the office on that Friday afternoon. Everyone had their laptops and figuring out what was going to come next. I can't believe that it's been over a year now that we've been dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, I I really can't either. I remember that and uh, how we went home thinking we'd be working remotely for a month, maybe two. Um, How we were so wrong. So, so wrong. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I've been impressed with our community and how we've handled this. It certainly hasn't been easy and too many businesses have had to shut down. Mm -hmm. But there have also been so many inspiring stories. And it's great to see how many people and businesses are helping one another. Yeah, it's also been impressive to see how businesses reinvented their operations so that they could operate safely and remotely. It's been a year of reflection, growth and innovation. Very true. And it was a great opportunity to celebrate this with businesses back in October with the Stronger Together Business Resiliency Awards. You know, that was a really interesting project that uh, the Oakville Chamber launched. We received so many nominations from the community, had the opportunity to learn about many different inspiring stories. So many businesses in our community successfully pivoted their operations overnight. And one of the most common themes we saw was how businesses took their model online. And speaking of going online, that's our next guest's area of expertise. Today on Members of the Chamber, we are pleased to welcome a past board chair of the Oakville Chamber of Commerce and a co-founder of Core Online Marketing, Abby Alamadine. With a background in corporate finance, Abby is an entrepreneur that has contributed and given back to Oakville through his time on community-based boards and by offering mentorship to budding entrepreneurs. Hello, Abby, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Drew. Thanks for having me. 
You know, as I was preparing for this conversation, I was doing some research and found an article featuring core online marketing, and I just wanted to read the intro. Back in 2004, two Oakville residents were both attending a weekend sales and marketing seminar. A chance meeting over a couple of drinks led them to quickly realize that they had a common vision for a new approach to marketing. They mapped it out on the back of a napkin that independent businesses needed marketing that produced sales results that focused not so much on branding as on business development, and they needed a strategy that they could implement. The two men decided to leave their careers, Abby Alamedine in corporate finance and Ben Malfetta in a marketing and sales executive role, and together they founded Core Marketing. Abby, take us back to that 2004 chance meeting that really changed the course of your career. Yeah, a lot of these uh, stories go true. It was a chance meeting at, a, at an event and uh, very similar to, to what we would attend through the Oakville Chamber. And Ben and I saw um, eye to eye on a number of things. We both lived in Oakville and, and what we decided to do was uh, come up with a, a concept around how we could build marketing strategies uh, for, for small and mid-sized businesses that were practical in execution and uh, manageable for them. And so, so that's where it started. I brought my financial background and then brought his marketing and sales background. And together we started with uh, this, this uh, idea of uh, building a, a marketing plan. So it was a methodology that we built around uh, how to build a marketing plan and, and execute it for small and mid businesses. So, Abby, how quickly did this plan come together for you and Ben? Were you both in right away, or was it something you toyed with for a while before jumping in and uh, leaving your current jobs? Yeah, so we, uh, I, I was still employed, and Ben uh, had a left corporate job, but he was working uh, at, a, at a startup. Uh, where he was heading uh, their marketing and sales efforts. And we sort of realized in the beginning that we wanted to try things out. So what we did uh, was we, we took on a couple of projects and uh, we began working together to see if that relationship could work. And then um, inevitably what happened was you kind of realized that in order to take this uh, seriously, you can't do it part-time and you can't do it in the evenings and the weekends. Of course. So at that point, uh, you know, we, we quit our careers and jumped in and... Uh, most of these things go, you don't really know what you're jumping into. Uh, as many business owners and entrepreneurs will test to, and sometimes if you knew what you were jumping into, then you would never jump. So you might as well not, you might as well not know what you're jumping into. But it took about a year of us d- doing these projects together before Core was actually formed. Interesting. So you have this plan drawn up on the back of a napkin. How much has the business evolved over time from that, uh, from that first uh, iteration of that plan? Well, considerably. What started out as a as a plan, marketing planning business and Core was officially formed in 2005 and we started off doing these marketing plans. What happened very quickly is we realized that a lot of business owners were still struggling to execute it because they were, they were, they were busy running their businesses and they were struggling to be able to bring in people who could uh, execute it for them. They wouldn't know, you know how to hire the right person or manage them to be able to do this right. And so we saw an opportunity to then uh, go from the planning and then we asked our, our client at the time, would you like us to execute this plan for you? And sure enough, a couple of them said yes. And so we began to, to hire 
our, our own staff to help us execute on these plans. And at the time, it was everything marketing. So we began to execute on these these plans for, this started in about 2007. And then from 2007 to 2010, uh, we, we grew the business up until the point in 2010 where we, we realized most of our work was heading towards online marketing. And that's because that's where we saw results. That's where we were getting results and that's where we could do the best measurement. And so we decided to, again, kind of the back of a napkin over a weekend, decided to change the business around to focus exclusively on online marketing. Because what we realized in the process is in order to be successful in online marketing, you had to specialize in. You, you could no longer, even back in, in 2010, you, you could no longer ignore the, the reality that this was getting too specialized and you couldn't be a generalist anymore. So we transformed the business, we created brand new roles, changed the name to core online marketing from core marketing strategies, and then we began to evolve the model because there was no model for an online marketing management company at the time. And so what roles do you need? How do you work? What kind of, what kind of technologies do you have to put in place? And that model kept on um, evolving. You know, it, it still evolves, uh, but the first five years was a real evolution of that model. Well, that's an interesting point there, and I want to pick up on that. So. Those changes were all on your terms, opportunities you saw, directions that you saw, the business community going, and opportunities uh, that were in the market. You had time, you had those weekends to plan. We're a year into a global pandemic. How much has your business model shifted over the last year, and how different was it trying to redirect your strategy um, by forces that were caused by something completely out of your control and something really none of us saw coming? Yes. So what happened with us is uh, we had some clients uh, who were directly affected by the lockdowns and the pandemic. Clients who may have, in some ways, for example, been been associated with the with the retail sector. They may not have been retail, but they sold into that that sector. They may have, for example, designed fixtures for stores or you know manufactured those kinds of things. And and obviously, their business dried up completely. So we lost a number of clients that were directly affected in some way. And then we had other clients where they saw no change whatsoever in their business. But from a core perspective, it was a pretty immediate hit at the time in March of, of 2020, where the clients that were affected were panicking and then everything had to stop. So from, from our perspective, we, we had to work very quickly to figure out how we were going to survive this because it's not that easy losing a big chunk of your, your business essentially overnight. And it was early on and the you know the wage subsidies hadn't been announced yet, so we weren't sure which direction we wanted to go, but we definitely wanted to not lose our people. We didn't want to let anyone go. That was a sort of a philosophical thing because, you know, when you've been in business for a while, you realize that these shocks happen, and and those companies that can come out of these shocks really prepared and in a strong position will do extremely well afterwards. Mm-hmm. So our plan was do everything we can to keep the team together because we have a great team of people who are specialized in different parts of online marketing. They're trained in the core methodology, and uh, and they do a great job. We didn't want to lose them. We thought it was best for, not just for core, but for them to be on board and working instead of collecting uh, replacement for, for EI. The word escapes me now. But, the Serb. Uh, thank you, the Serb, yes. And and everyone agreed. So what we did, uh, we made adjustments in the business. We got costs where, where we could, but we kept the team together and we kept on pushing ahead. And then, of course, as a marketing company, 
we often see companies, the first thing they try to cut is they, they try to cut marketing when things are bad, which is really the, in our opinion, is, is the wrong thing to do. So we doubled up efforts on being aggressive and going after new business and looking at, at new opportunities because that's the time where you have to do that. And at the same time, we had a lot of clients who were affected and we kept on helping them, even though they couldn't pay. We we maintained those relationships because we knew if we could help them through this, then they would come back. And that's the kind of company we are. We, we're, we're all about long-term relationships. So the uh, other interesting thing that happened is we have a number of side projects that were on the go, mostly uh, development projects. So commercializing software that we've been working on for a while, um, some joint venture opportunities with some of our clients in their industries and some that we're working on ourselves. And what happened in that year is because our client load significantly reduced from March onwards, we were able to refocus our team's efforts into these side projects. And as a result, we managed to launch two applications, you know, to, to commercialize and launch two applications by the end of the year. I don't think it would have ever That's happened. Awesome. And I'll tell you, the other opportunity is we were through, through a, a, a contact of ours. They came, came to us and said, hey, we have opportunities in, in the Middle East. What do you do? What, what Core has developed from technology to methodology is something quite unique. And what if you were to bring it to places like Saudi Arabia or the Emirates or Kuwait? There's a, a demand there for this kind of new thinking. And so 2020 was really instrumental uh, in allowing us to get into that market with a partner there. And the fact that uh, Zoom became an acceptable way of doing business is what facilitated it. Otherwise, you would have had to go in person. But all of a sudden now, it was acceptable to do a Zoom call. And so from that point, we're now closed two opportunities uh, with two significant companies in, in Saudi Arabia. And we're implementing, you know, we're the partner there to implement the, so the core methodology. And there are a lot of prospects uh, that are coming out of that region as well. So the pandemic hit us hard, but at the same time, all of a sudden, it enabled some other opportunities. And I think that's an important uh, point there, because we talked a lot about at the front end of the pandemic with our advocacy efforts the importance of the wage subsidy for maintaining that employer-employee relationship and, you know, keeping uh, our economy moving by giving businesses the ability to do that. And, uh, you know, just shows how important that is because it's been able to grow your business and uh, position you guys for well when you come out of that. And I want to thank the Chamber for your efforts on really pushing for that wage subsidy because it was inadequate when it first came out. Absolutely, yeah. And that saved a lot of jobs. So Same. thank you to the Chamber and to you, Drew and your team for, for doing that. Well, keeping on that advocacy train here, in your intro, I mentioned that you have been a board chair with the Oakville Chamber, but that was before mm -hmm. my time with the organization. And my yeah. first interaction with you was when we put on the 2018 provincial election debate and you acted as the moderator. That's not an easy yeah. role, Abby. So how did you become the go-to person for moderating debates at the Chamber? You know, I, I wonder about that <laughs> same question as well. I don't, I don't know how that happened, except that uh, I one day volunteered for it, and uh, first I was co-moderating, and then and then I did it on my own. And I, I think it was I think it became the go-to because maybe I was a sucker that kept on saying yes. But the reality of it is, I think I, I've always tried really, really hard, no matter what my my political beliefs are, to maintain a neutrality when we're when I'm I'm up there. The job is is to try to allow every candidate to communicate what they need to communicate as best as they can to the audience and to the Kojiko audience that's typically um, also being filmed. 
So I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, kind of uh, steady wins the race in this one. Um, it's not trying to, uh, you know, outshine. It's not trying to, mm-hmm. to make something more out of it. It's just trying to to deliver a, a debate that allows the candidates to get their points across and try to keep it as even keel as possible. And that's, I think that, that's been the recipe for success. Absolutely. So Abby, as we wrap up this conversation, I will ask you to leave us with your response to this final question. What is the best piece of advice you have received in your career? The best piece of advice, it's a tough one, but I guess I would say this. I would say that uh, early on in my career, somebody told me, when you're looking to accept a job, don't think about uh, what, what are you going to make here or what role are, you go- are, are they going to give you here? What you need to think about is, um, what are you going to become here? And that's not often uh, defined in the role you know, or the, the, the titles. It's, if I spend the next one, two, three, five years here, what do I become at the end of as a as an individual, as as a professional? It's it's much more, it's a much deeper a question, and and that uh, has served me well. And I, I pass that advice on to to everybody uh, I know, young people in particular, who come to me for advice. Uh, I really get them to think about you know what do they become as a as as people when they join this kind of organization. Yeah, I would say that's it. I think that's a great place to leave it. Thanks so much, Abby. We appreciate your time. Drew, thank you. Appreciate it. For members and listeners, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to join us. If you know someone that would make an interesting guest on Members of the Chamber, please send us a note to info at oakvillechamber.com. We would love to hear from you. Make sure you stay up to date with what's going on at the Chamber by following along on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you to our producer and Chamber Communications Manager, Kristen Curry. Talk to you soon, Oakville Chamber. Have a safe and productive day.